0: from the pocket, launching
1: downfield, Mitchell, touchdown Texas. You are looking live at the College Football Insiders Show. You
2: throw it, McCarthy looking, throws deep, got a wide open receiver,
1: Cornelius Johnson sprinting. touchdown Michigan. Now, here are your hosts ready to break down this weekend's top matchups.
0: Ask and you shall receive, Smitty. You got a Michigan highlight there. Go big blue. Hey, I've got that same shirt, oddly enough. I love it. And you know what's the best?
2: With that it, I'm not getting fired yet. That's going to stay in for a couple of weeks, so I'm going to be here. I love it. My confidence has risen, and I feel great.
0: I, I had to do some more relevant uh Video there, the 1999 Florida Gators and Arkansas highlights just weren't cutting it, uh, which brings me to the gentleman to my left. This is Jason J. Cam. Uh, he is going to be filling in for Q here for a couple weeks um, as he just kind of deals with life in general. Uh, but Jason, what's up, man?
1: Hey, you know what? I've always come off the bench my entire career. So I'm, I'm ready to be called upon here. You know, next man up, ready to step in. Give winners, uh, just like an Alabama
0: quarterback. Uh, Absolutely. Latest latest headline: Milrow benched, Buchanan coming in to to get the start. Does anything jump out on that matchup? I, I don't even know who they're playing this weekend, but that was just something that scrolled across my Twitter here recently. I just wanted to touch on real quick. I do
2: because I was calling him the Jeff Blake of the college football <laughs> because he throws that real high ball, that good deep ball. And now they took the whole steam from all the spots I do bring that up. Now I can't bring it up anymore because he's on the bench. So good yeah. job, Nick Saban, way to ruin my life.
1: I mean, it's it's South Florida. You're a four touchdown favorite. This is a good time to figure out whether you've got another quarterback or a better option. And I'm sure Milrow will get some play in that game too while they uh make all the Florida based Alabama I, fans happy.
0: I am surprised that Jalen Milrow got benched before Jeff Sims, which we'll get into that <laughs> in a second. But let's talk about it. Texas, Alabama, uh, Quinn Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian go down to Tuscaloosa, upset the Crimson Tide as a seven, seven-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, Shout-out to me for being on the right side with Texas. <laughs> Sorry, Smitty, uh, Was well, stood I out to you in that game? Trouble. Is Texas back?
2: I, I think they are. I mean – they have the weapons you know we talked Wednesday night myself and Jason with notebook wagering and we said they you know they have the quarterback they have you know they had three wide receivers there that really put up big numbers uh, they're running the ball well defense looks quick yeah I think they're back they, they have a good football team
1: yeah Matt you had the uh, requisite is Texas back question out of the way for the year so good on you and I mean, Alabama's still pretty talented, but it looks like all the coordinator shifts and coaching shifts over the years have kind of caught up to him a little bit. Texas looks like there's a little more organized at this point. They got the better quarterback and that played out in that game. But uh pretty good game for three quarters and kind of Texas kind of pulled away there at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh looking at their schedule, they've got Wyoming this weekend. Then they go at Baylor, who's down shaping uh Kansas, OU, Houston, BYU, Kansas State. I mean, could Could Texas run the table? Because I can't look at their schedule and point at, like, ah, that's probably going to be a loss.
1: They always
2: seem like they have that really bad loss somewhere, though, that it's like a head scratcher. So we'll have to see.
1: What's it? You Oklahoma, who looks good. I mean, we'll see how good they are. But, I mean, obviously, those are the top two teams in that league. But besides that, yeah, Big 12 looks down overall. I know they've had some decent wins, but probably not that level Texas is at right now.
0: Oklahoma lost last year, what, like 8,000 to zero. It was a pitiful game. But staying in the Big 12, you had the miraculous <laughs> cover by Oregon as they beat Texas Tech 38-30 in Lubbock. Bo Nix, 32 of 44, 359, two touchdowns. He looks good this year. And I think the Pac-12 looks good in, as a whole. But uh, Bo Nix really making his claim to to be an NFL quarterback Uh Three interceptions. I would argue, though, okay, I get it. It was a bad beat if you were on Texas Tech. But they had four turnovers. I mean, how, you had four turnovers. You probably deserve to lose that game and, and lose it in the fashion that you did with a pick six uh, to not cover. But thoughts on that game? It's a lot of I was, bad beats. I, I, I
2: was on the bad beat side. So, yeah, I had Texas Tech. I had that, and then I had Boise losing on that final second field goal. So it, that was kind of like domino effect. One happened, and then the other one happened. I was like, well, there's are summed up the day.
1: Yeah, I had a whole row of dogs there. I had Washington State, and I had uh, Rice, and I had that game. And the, the ones I was sweating was Rice and Washington State because it looked like they were starting to give it away. I thought Texas Tech was in the barn and then thought I was still good. And then all of a sudden, I looked at the score. couldn't really figure out what happened because I think I was still uh, – on a Texas game, and I was just like, I saw the replay on bad beats, and I was just like, oh, I'm glad I didn't see that. That would have been – something would have got thrown. Well, last
0: last one we'll recap. Colorado, they beat Nebraska. It was a defensive battle early. I thought eventually they're going to wear thin and Colorado is going to be able to make some plays. They did. Jeff Sims once <laughs> again proved that he is just a huge liability for the <laughs> Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, Colorado looks great this was going to be my letdown spot for them playing Colorado state this weekend with Oregon next weekend, but you know, we'll get into that later, but uh, it got personal. We'll just leave it at that. Anything stick out to you on that, that highly public side of the Colorado Buffaloes. It just continues to cash for, for the public. Yeah. You know, I,
2: I did last week, I did team points, Nebraska, which was a big loser. So I, I should just stay away from, Colorado as much as I possibly can these games, but I'm back on it this week too. Like I always, I, you know, you say one thing, then you just change your mind, but they were moving the ball in Nebraska first drive. They moved the ball well. And I thought their defense played extremely well early in that game. They were getting to Sanders. They were hitting Sanders. They were stopping them. But again, when you have a quarterback that can't take a snap and he fumbles it and then he like, he drops it three more times. I and mean, he couldn't even pick the ball up off the ground. Good job. I mean, I don't know how they kept the guy in. I don't know how they kept just sending him he
0: out. He doesn't look like a D one athlete at this point. No, i Not throw throwing the ball. Maybe, maybe athletic wise, he can run it. But. That
2: stat line about his all time like turnovers in his career. I mean, oh my goodness. I, I mean, who's this backup? I mean, I think I sent something it's out. That'd be bad. Him. I <laughs> sent something out to <laughs> Tommy Frazier. I said, what are you doing? I mean, do you have any eligibility? Can you come back and just? I mean. Good, good defense, and you felt back because the defense just wore out. They really did. Yeah. They just wore out, and then Colorado does have some great athletes. So, but yeah, Nebraska not that good. And I said I think joking with Jason, I, I'm maybe I'm just a sicko. I was thinking about taking Nebraska again. I like their spot this week, but I laid off. So, Jason, what do you think of that team?
1: yeah no i had nebraska and for the reasons you saw early that uh they dominated the offensive line and you saw like they they were moving the football so i think you're gonna see some weakness in colorado here's actually the pac 12 schedule but they made adjustments in the second half they just blew them up blew the doors off and uh nebraska just yeah it got uglier and uglier as it went on like from that offense just just, yeah poor sims there was nothing behind him because they would have made that move in the fourth quarter just to see if they had anything to play and uh you know, this isn't really bad for Matt Rule because, you know, he doesn't have a problem going 1-11 or 1-12 in the first year just to make it look that much better as he gets bigger. So, you know, they, they you see signs of improvement, but you, you can tell it's a pretty bad football team right now.
0: I want no part in betting Nebraska for the rest of the year for the simple fact that I don't want to watch bad football again. <laughs> like, I, it, we're done with them. I'm good unless a line just really jumps off the page that I'm like, oh, I have to bet it. I don't want any part of the corn – uh, all right. So, did anything else? Did anything else of week two jump out to you? I'm gonna get mine off my chest. Uh, Jimbo Fisher continues to just be the most overrated, overpaid football coach in college football. It he won because of Jameis Winston, and it was a generational talent at quarterback for Florida State. And and he got a big paycheck from it. Now it's an ego trip between Bobby Petrino and him who's calling plays. I mean, they're both offensive geniuses, so to speak. Uh, I am on the over this weekend because I think that Texas AM and is just really going to flex on UL Monroe. UL Monroe probably will put up two or three touchdowns. So uh, I think over 52 and a half is a play. Uh, I think the way that they come off that thrashing by Miami, what I can't remember what they lost by. It, it was bad you shouldn't lose if you're an sec team especially an sec west team you shouldn't get beat by an acc team like that just in my opinion but he's 40 and 22 as a head coach making over nine million a year that's not gonna cut that's eight and four average seems like him and lane kiffin are in the same boat they're just gonna you know screw around get really talented players and then go eight and four well
2: said I think the buyout when the buyout can get down a whole lower, I think it's coming. I mean, I think the buyout's pretty high right now and I know again they have, they have boosters that probably could just pay it off, but if it gets a little bit lower, yeah, I think his time's about done. I think it's time for a change in and m I just think like you said, they kind of go through the motions and it's eight and four and that's that's an area that you just can't go eight and four.
1: Yeah, no, they've, they've spent and they're building everything and they're trying to build up to be like an elite program. It's just not happening. They're, they're recruiting well enough. It's just you just don't see it on the field. I mean, they clearly have good players. It's it, They're basically Miami but just in the SEC. Like, they're kind of the same, same level program within their conference right now. So, you really don't know what to make of them right now. But Miami made more bigger plays and that's why they won. But uh, I thought the Pac-12 was a week two story because week one, they went undefeated. That was a big deal. But week two, they had some really nice wins again. And you can tell good quarterback playing that league. It's going to be a pretty interesting race there. I think USC is going to get tested because there's a lot of contenders. I mean, Utah still doesn't have their quarterback and somehow went into Waco and pulled that game out after playing really kind of poorly in the first half and kind of finding it in the second half. So uh, it's going to be interesting there. We'll kind of see this week when Colorado plays Colorado State, how good they are because we have a good like benchmark with Washington State, how bad they beat Colorado State. So. Kind of intrigued to see how good that league is. is They can actually get a playoff bid in their last year of existence.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm kind of worried. I've got a USC to win the Pac-12 ticket, and it doesn't look very good at this point. I think there's several teams that could probably get USC right now with that pitiful defense. Um, All right, so week three, we've got the board over here. Let's start at the top in remembrance of Q. He didn't die, but uh, he (laughs) has missed. Tennessee, Florida. Okay, so, square Sam here. I thought, okay, Tennessee minus seven. Like, this is a play. Tennessee's going to whoop the crap out of Florida. And then the week went on, and Smitty started texting me some stats about 20 years ago. It was the last time, I think, what, (laughs) Tennessee won down in Gainesville. And then I just started thinking, you know what? This is going to be the weekend where – the books make some money back on the public, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Week one, week two, week zero, whatever you want to call it, those were pretty square plays and they cashed. Now I think you're going to start getting some tighter lines, and I think this is going to be one that people are going to think, okay, well, Joe Milton, Heisman finalists, probably. Uh, Florida looked like crap against Utah. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee should probably be the right side here and the public's going to go bet the Vols like I was going to do had, you know, I bet it on Sunday, but I jumped on Florida plus seven. I actually, I think the Florida Gators have a chance to win this game outright uh, with their defense, but I don't think it's going to be very easy for Joe Milton to go down to Gainesville and get it, have success.
2: 20 years, long time, I'll tell you that. Hey, I'm on this game, too. I'm going to go – I kind of agree with you. You know, I'm a Joe Milton fan. I'm sorry. I know he was a bust at Michigan. The guys give me a hard time all the time about Joe Milton, but I kind of like Joe Milton. But his accuracy, guy could throw a wall 100 yards. Well, what do he do? Okay, can he throw it to the guy that's
0: open? Here's the so thing. So could Jamarcus Russell.
2: Yes, he could.
0: Yes, <laughs> he didn't pan <tell> <laughs> out.
2: Yes, he could. (laughs) Uh, But where am I going to go here? I kind of like the under 58 and a half. I took it last night. Like you said, I think the place is going to be electric. Defense has to be there. Can you slow it down a little bit? I think Florida has to run the ball. I really like both their running backs. You can't make mistakes here. You know, I'm not high on their quarterback. Doesn't seem like he wants a lot of deep shots. I like some of the speed uh, guys they have at Florida. I think the speed's getting there for Florida. Defense has to play well. But the biggest thing with Florida in this game, I think, is you can't make those same mistakes that you made in that Utah game. I mean, just third and one, false start. Fourth and one, false start. Hey, let's... Let's get the punt. And then we have two guys on the field with the same number, on you know, and then they get the ball right back. If you can eliminate that, it's a big game, man. They pull this one off. Billy feels a lot better, and I bet some of those people are get out of his face a little bit and give him a little bit more time here. So I kind of would lean also Florida in this. I like the under 58 and a half.
1: Yeah, I actually like both of those. I I still think there's going to be a lot of points. That's why I think Florida's a live dog. I think if Tennessee was last year where they can run it up, I don't think Florida could keep up with that. But, you know, until I see Joe Milton look anything like Hendon Hooker, I'm going to consider this Tennessee offense actually pretty bad. Both defenses are really good, though. Um, And Florida, I know they lost to Utah, but they actually had a pretty good defensive effort in that game. Um, They kind of just made, like, the silly errors that cost them out there. You know, can Graham Mertz make some plays? That's really what this is going to come down to. And uh, he may, but who knows? But I do think it's going to be low scoring. I think that the points play here because of that. And it's just tough to go into games. and win, as you cited. So, and then to, to credit the Action Network there, they, they put off some uh, numbers in their podcast. Billy Napier, 17-5 in this spot, lifetime as a dog. And then 5-0 last year against four ranked teams in that mix. Uh, so, it's not like it was just the Louisiana beating up on the Sun Belt. Like, he was in the SEC, 5-0 ATS as a dog is pretty good.
0: 78% of the bets on Tennessee, so let's fade the public this weekend. Uh, staying in the SEC, LSU, Mississippi State. LSU's coming off thrashing of Grambling State, which they should have done, 72-10. to Jaden Daniels, uh, most notably for that Florida State performance where they just got whooped by the better team. They travel to Starkville to listen to the Cowbells and to take on Mike uh, Will Rogers. Um, I think Mississippi State, I I don't know because their competition hasn't been great. I mean, yeah, they beat Arizona last week, 31-24. But I think Will Rogers is a pretty competent quarterback. And the way Jordan Travis kind of picked apart LSU's defense, I think he could find some success. Um, I... I don't know. I have a lean of Mississippi State plus nine and a half here. I do like the over, I think. Talk me in or out of this. My power ratings had an LSU minus seven and a half in this one. So I think numbers wise, Mississippi State should probably be the right side, especially with 77% of the money coming in on LSU.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a pass for me. I'm, I'm just going to kind of watch this one. I think the key is Daniels needs to extend the play, get the ball down the field. Secondary is a little iffy at times for Mississippi State. Extend it, get it downfield. I kind of like your lean. I could see this high scoring game. I would probably take a chance here with the points and take, um, I would take a chance with Mississippi State at home.
1: Yeah, and then the noon kickoff, too. Like LSU d- historically does not do well uh, in the daylight. So uh, that, that definitely helps with here. But I don't know. It's like they're a run first football team now. I know they've got Will Rogers, a quarterback, but 60% of their plays right now are runs. Um, the pass defense is pretty bad. Like Smitty said, uh, against Arizona, they give up well over 300 yards of offense at home like, to a team, you know, it's like mid tier Pac 12. So I think LSU can get this game, though. But I just like I said, it just being kind of a, a look-ahead spot, you're in Starkville at noon. I just think nine and a half may be too much. So, yeah, it's probably the better side to take uh, the Bulldogs. But I like last year's Bulldogs team in this spot a lot better than like this year's Bulldogs team. I think kind of what they're doing doesn't really match up well to beat a team like LSU at home.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Moving over to my Arkansas Razorbacks, this one wasn't even going to make the board, and then this line kind of crept down. Uh, I think it opened uh, Arkansas minus eleven. Now we're sitting at eight. Arkansas getting more of the money. Uh, the seventy-one percent on the under, according to DraftKings betting splits, that kind of surprises me because last last year in um, Provo, this was like a seventy total game. I mean, Arkansas did whatever they wanted to on the ground. Now they're going to be without Rocket Sanders, but KJ Jefferson looked like dog crap the first half of the Kent State game. That's unacceptable play. Sam Pittman kind of got after the team this week in practice and you know said we started slow. And, you know, we were lucky to walk away with 28-6 win over Kent State. We probably should have beaten them by the 34 line or whatever it was. Uh, he's had music blaring at practice. He's getting the guys amped up. I really love Arkansas's team total over 13-and-a-half for the first half. I think we can score that in the first quarter. And I like to bet first quarters over overs and unders anyways. So this is probably going to be one that I tweet out the day of. But I think Arkansas comes out. Dan Enos knows that he's got to make Razorback fans happy. It's 630 at night. Donald W. Reynolds is going to be lit in more sense than just one. Um, I'm going to be out there screaming my head off. So I think Arkansas, and it's not a Homer pick. It's just points. I think Arkansas comes out and puts up two or three touchdowns at least in the first half. So give me Arkansas team total over 13 and a half for this one. Smitty, we'll take it to you. Do you like anything in this one?
2: Yeah. Arkansas is in one of my favorite teasers of the weekend here. I, I, Get them down. I think they're going to be okay. Get them down. Like you said, you know, I was shocked only beating Kent state 28 to six. I thought Arkansas was going to put 40 or 50 on that team. Like you said, you know, the running backs a little has a hurt knee. I think green stepped up, had about 82 yards. Quarterback has to play a lot better. You know, BYU, they're on a five game winning streak here. They haven't really run the ball extremely well last week. Um, they put up big numbers, especially the quarterback. I mean, Slocus, I mean, this guy, he's been around for like 26 years. I can't believe how many. Times
0: <laughs> he's guy. a college football journeyman oh, over here. Goodness. Talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick of college football. This kid's he's been like- all over the country.
2: He's Perry uh, and it wasn't a Perry for Kansas a couple of years ago and a basketball or whatever. It seemed like that guy was there for like 18 years. Well, Slovis big game, but again, I think it was against Southern Utah. So I think yeah. they threw up some big numbers. So I think this is a tough spot. I mean, when we did our breakdown conference breakdown, I wasn't high on this BYU team. I just didn't see it. I think it's going to be tough to come down here and play. So what I love in this and I, or that game's coming up, who I'm going to match it with. I'll tell you here in a second, I would take Arkansas down in this and get him in a teaser.
1: Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time finding out why uh, BYU is, like, picking up a little steam here because yeah, how do you evaluate them after they open with uh, Southern Utah and Sam Houston State, who if we could find, like, eight other guys, probably could get at least overtime with Sam Houston State because they can't score. Um, it's a good defense. But, like, how do you, how do you look at BYU? Because they lost a lot from last year. I mean, you can see how good Pukunakua was you've seen in the first week in the NFL, they don't have anybody to replace him. Arkansas just needs to find their way on offense. New coordinators, I think, on both sides of the ball, too. So you'll have that little transition. You've seen that with some other schools as well. But I think it's the week they get right. I think that's a really tough place to play in the SEC on a Saturday night. Uh, And it's definitely – you have lively crowds in Utah, but not like you're going to see down there. So uh, I'll I'll take the Razorbacks.
0: I, uh, I was watching a TikTok where BYU players, they were asking him, where to point to Arkansas on a map and most of them pick like Mississippi or uh, <laughs> Kansas, Oklahoma. I was like, all right, well, we can't let these kids come down here now and, and score on us. But Keaton Slovis does kind of scare me. Just he's, he's, I mean, he's a decent quarterback. Our is usually suspect at times anyways, but uh, our defense is playing a little bit better than, than years past. So we'll see. Um, okay. So, Tim Murray has, like, an infamous line of embrace the stink with this one. And 86% of the money, Kansas State. This line opened, what, five and a half, six in in favor of Kansas State. And it it is going down now. It's Missouri plus four. I jumped on it at five and a half. Look, my power ratings say Kansas State minus eight and a half. They're probably going to win 38-28. And I'm going to look like an idiot. But if you're going to give me this stinky line of plus four now, I I like Missouri. I think Missouri has a chance to win this outright. I like Brady Cook as a quarterback. Eli Drinkowitz has to win this game. I think, I mean, he, 23 to 19 to Middle Tennessee. I mean, you reverse that role with Arkansas. Had we beaten Kent State twenty three to nineteen, I mean, people would be shaking their heads, like, "Okay, is this Chad Morris number two? Like, are we really going to be in, in in like Are we going to battle with these lower tier teams? Absolutely not. I think Missouri really needs this win. I do like Will uh, Will Howard at Kansas State, but I don't know. Missouri, give me the crappy stadium, the like the Walmart rated." Fourth tier tigers of the SEC in this one. I just I think Missouri has the makings to to make this a really competitive game. And being at home, I think they've got the slight edge.
2: All right. There goes one fan base that will probably not be big supporters of this show after what Matt just said there. So we lost all the Missouri people. They won't be tuning in. That's okay. There's so many other People that we can bring on and start watching us. Yeah, I like this spot too. I'm on this. This is my teaser here. One of my teasers. I played two this week. I like Arkansas down at two and I got Missouri up to uh, plus 11 in this. I think this game circled. They got really beat last year really bad in this matchup. Missouri brought back a lot of starters. Like you said, Howard's a really good quarterback, can really throw the ball, can run the ball. They've been scoring a lot of points too. But I just think – especially like you said, against the Middle Tennessee State. That was a real nail-biter there. I think they're going to play better. I think Kansas State wins the game, but keep it under that, that 11 for me.
1: Yeah, when you get games like that right before, what it's basically a rivalry game. I mean, I know the, Missouri usually lines up with Kansas, but um, that's kind of interesting. You wonder how much they've already kind of looked ahead to this game. I mean, Kansas State has looked good, but they still lost a lot in the offseason. There's no Deuce Bond on that team. Um, this is kind of their first real test. I wasn't really impressed with Troy. I watched a, about a quarter of this game last week, and then the week before was against the FCS team. So, like you said, Missouri needs this. That's a talented bunch. The defense is probably better than you think. You kind of gets masked because the SEC is so much talent in it. But, uh, I like them plus four, especially like I said, everything's going the right way to take Missouri here. You got all the money on one side, and the line keeps shrinking down. That means the smart guys are taking the other team. So, I'll, I'll jump in with the smart guys.
0: And like you said, Kansas State's going to be without Deuce Vaughn, who went for a buck 45 last year in their 40 to 12 win over Missouri in Manhattan. Uh, okay. Another ugly one. I, and I harp on this. I feel like every show now, but Mac Brown, once again, gets these, gets in these positions where he's the better team, but he underperforms in. and, they're gonna slip up. I mean, everybody knows you're. We're a nine and three North Carolina team. They barely get by in double overtime to App State last weekend. Minnesota. This line has not moved despite seventy nine percent of the money, eighty percent of the bets being on North Carolina. It's stuck at seven and a half. I love seven in the hook with PJ Fleck. I think they're gonna play really good defense. I think Ethan Kalakmanis. Manis is going to have some success throwing the ball against this very weak secondary for North Carolina, and he needs that. I mean, they have not looked particularly good through the air. Uh, I I don't know. This may backfire in my face, but give me Minnesota plus seven and a half in this ugly pros versus Joes type game. Yeah, this is –
2: You know, both teams are really different here. You got Minnesota that wants to play good defense. They want to run the ball. They did last week against Eastern Michigan. I think they ran for 296 yards. Quarterback, I'm not really sold on the Minnesota guy uh, throwing the ball here, so we have to see. Um, You know, North Carolina, like you said, very well said here. They, they're head-scratchers sometimes, but they can put up a lot of points. I don't know if Minnesota is going to be able to score with them. I did match this game in a teaser, too, a six-point teaser. I got uh, UNC down to minus one and a half, and I matched it with Oklahoma State, I think, minus one. That's my play on this game. Yeah, I think I, I think UNC will just score a little bit too I, much. I Minnesota. totally
1: see what Matt's saying, but I, I just can't buy it. This Minnesota team should have lost Nebraska. I mean, we, we already – buried Nebraska earlier this this show, so I'm I'm thinking the the smart guys might be a little off on this one. North Carolina can put up a lot of points. Now they will get run on, but I think they're okay with that. Like they they just want to get a basketball game, and I think they can. I don't like smitty said. I don't think Minnesota can keep up in that game. They're gonna have to ground and pound the entire time, and I just don't think they're that good of a football team. So uh, give me the Tar Heels here, late in the seven at home.
0: I need to I need a knockdown drag out rock fight right here. <laughs> Just give me like a 14 to 21 type game.
1: You okay. Months.
0: You alluded to Nebraska. They are coming off a loss to Colorado. Um Coach Prime, man, what he's done for college football, it's been amazing. This line came out and I'm looking at their schedule. I see Oregon next week and I think ooh, give me some Colorado State plus 24. And then, and I mean, man.
2: This be is the best coach I can be, and I look up and I read some more jokes. they are am about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why it. would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out again, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. Yes, but when they give us ammunition. You know, they do mess like, around and made it what? Made it personal. It was going to be a good game. Messed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great cast, a battle of
0: Colorado, but they do mess around and made it personal. They made it personal. <laughs> and team total over 40 and a half. I mean, hammer it. He gave the whole team sunglasses to mock Jay Norvell. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, I... I have no case for Colorado State anymore. I think Colorado is going to score at will. I think Shador Sanders may go for 500 yards again. Right. Heisman campaign right here, no rest. It's going to be all gas, no breaks for Shador Sanders and this Colorado Buffs team.
2: Yeah, I jumped on. I was going to stay off this game because, again, I've been on the wrong side with Colorado. Just sit back and watch this. When I saw those comments, I had to get on this. So I'm gonna go over 41 and a half team points, Colorado. I'm doing a lot of team points this week. Like I said to Matt on Sunday, you got to get in where you fit in from the great two short man, the rapper. And I'm doing team points. Give me Colorado over 41 and a half. They're gonna lay 50-60 if they can on this team
1: man i was with Matt. i was gonna take the 24 points that was definitely gonna be there by friday and just one of those deals where you got a perfect look ahead spot with the ducks lined up for them next week in oregon and then norville apparently gets frustrated because his team's actually getting attention (laughs) nationally which is like just the worst excuse ever it's like okay you will always be a mid-tier d1 coach if if that's what you're gonna do when game day shows up and the uh, fox shows up but uh I think this is an over in general. I think Colorado State actually can put up some points here, but I think Colorado is going to put up a lot more points. Um, uh, this isn't TCU, but this is a decent offense, but I don't think the defense is good enough to stop uh, all the playmakers that Colorado has shown to have this year. So look over, and at 24 is a lot, but it probably is the right side. So
0: Colorado ranked number two in pass yards forced. Colorado State ranked 133rd in pass yards allowed. So I – when I say Shador Sanders could go for 500, I think that's within the realm of possibility, especially if uh, Dion just really wants to flex on him for making those comments. If you, know, you play there, college but... fantasy, get the,
2: get <laughs> <Yeah>. Reaver, <laughs> horn, Hunter. Get him in. I know I have horn in both my legs, so I got to make sure he's in there. That's
0: for sure. All right. Anything else stand out to you? I am going to say, I think Texas, Minus 28 and a half, maybe a little steep for Wyoming. It may be a little bit of a letdown spot for Texas. So I did bet Wyoming plus 28 and a half in Austin.
2: Yeah, I'm doing team points here. I'll just go really quick. I jumped on TCU. They're over 34 and a half. You know, they've scored 42 and 41. Um, they play Houston. Houston played very tough defense the first week. Uh, UTSA it was uh, only 14 points last week against Rice. They gave up 43. I think this one could be up and down, so I took a chance there. Kansas, I really was impressed with them last week. Now, don't get too cocky and ahead of yourself after coming off a great performance on TV last Friday night, but I took over 43 and a half with them. And I'm taking a chance with Maryland against Virginia with the team uh, points over 31. I didn't like... The over under where it's at right now, but Maryland has scored 38 against Townsend, 38 against Charlotte. UVA has given up 49 to Tennessee and 36 to James Madison. So I'm going to take a chance with that one. I got some other ones. The only other one you got to keep an eye on, and I jumped on this the other day, was the under in the Florida uh, State-BC game because you have Hurricane Lee coming up. Now there's some chances the rain's going to be out of there now. I think Jason sent me something today. You know, there was supposed to be wind gusts 50 miles per hour. It did go down to 47. I think it went back up to 48 yesterday. But I did play that under. And just hopefully it gets a little rainy and we get some good wind. And there's some issues with some scoring on that. And I also like Troy Moneyline. I jumped on that. And I know Jason has a great dog play because I love the dog play too. Jason talked about on our show.
1: Oh, well, this, you're, you're leaning by about Purdue there at home on Big Ten Saturday night. The Probably prim- oh, wow. sure they'll be in the primetime against Syracuse. I think it's Purdue's battle-tested. Syracuse has played no one this year. and Purdue went on the road last week, beat Virginia Tech. They're changing everything. They run the ball now. They're trying to play defense, where they got Illinois' D.C. from last year as their head coach. But, uh, yeah, I just think that's a good spot for them. I think that's a crowd will actually be pretty fired up to actually have a primetime game. Um, the spot I'm nervous as heck about is Penn State at Illinois. Um, no one else seems to be nervous about it which makes me even more nervous uh um, you know first time you know first year starting quarterback on the road against a team that likes to play defense and a team that did beat us two years ago at home playing bully ball like penn state's a good defense but they're not big up front and illinois will have no problems just handing the ball off with bielema and like i said on the road hate the spot i, I got illinois first half and i'm nervous for the whole game and then i'm, I'm looking at my other plays here and Georgia Tech's a team I'm interested in, too. I think plus 18 and a half is a lot for them. I was pretty impressed with their game against Louisville. They showed a lot more than I thought. I actually like that coaching staff. That guys I know he's an alum of Georgia Tech, but he's going to end up somewhere better than that pretty soon. Uh, so those are the plays I'm looking at right now. All right. We
0: hit it last week. This oh, is I love it. the mockery of college football. You never tease college football. Yes, you, you do. We, no. we have yes, a segment now. We have a segment. Let's roll the tape. All Wow, right. First leg of the teaser. We'll start with the teaser King Smitty. Give me your leg. You got, you, got, you got the crown in the back.
2: Got the crown in the back. Rub it, put it on for good luck. Hey, I'm going with Missouri. That's what I gave the guys this week. I like that spot. Get him up. You know, I we do a seven. I don't know what the line is right now. I got him up to plus 11. I told you in that. I love this team. I think this game's closer. Let's go Missouri in the big teaser and let's, Get
0: some cash. All right, J.K.
1: I'm going with the school that no one loves to pick. The, <laughs> the, the lovable program, the State University of New Jersey Rutgers, actually defensively looks awesome this year. They're at home against Virginia Tech, who we mentioned lost to Purdue last week. They're favored by seven somehow. Uh, I got them earlier in the week at minus four, but I will tease them down to a pick them. They will win that game at home with that really good defense against the so-so Hokie team. And last but not
0: least, I'm going with the homer pick of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Tease that down from eight to minus one. Let's get a hog win. Woo pig suey. I'll be there yelling my ass off as they beat the storm and Mormons of BYU. Uh, Smitty, J cam. Thank you guys for joining us. Please let everyone know where they can find your work. Uh, shout out to J. Cam. He's the one that helps me get all these stats that I put together for these uh, little betting previews. So a public thank you to that, man. You, you do awesome Excel work. Um, I, I strive to be that level of awesomeness <laughs> when it comes to Excel spreadsheets. I try, but, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you again for making that work.
1: Thank you very much pleasure to come out of the bullpen here for this week uh kind of give you some innings to get through
0: smitty
2: yeah just follow i'll be you know putting some plays out at smitty bucks you can follow us at notebook wagering uh you know i'll put it on both so we're gonna try you know sometimes when it gets late and you need that those late night games those cinemax plays we like to call it on notebook wagering through the line sometimes There's some good games. It's tough to go to Cinemax or go to the game. It's tough to pick which one you're going to do, but you got to get those winners sometimes.
0: All right, y'all. Follow along at NCAA Insiders on X, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.